Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the Christmas five minutes and you about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you're studying trying to reach, huh? But after him who's able to possess your father's by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is that was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. That's worth showing up for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you had well, a we got some other names, but we won't get into them today. <laughs> That's right. You got other names, but, you know, at least on the air, when you begin, you start out calling me an esteemed colleague, and I like that. That's good. That just makes my day. Well, of course, you know. Do you, you have a happy Thanksgiving? Oh, man, of course, of course. It couldn't be nothing else, man. I was blessed to wake up, like I said, like I said, big boy upstairs made it possible um, for me to gain a little weight so I can try to lose it the rest of this mm. week coming forth, you know. I made a 24-pound turkey. How big was yours? Oh, uh, By the time I got through going around, um, Everybody's house that I know in Los Angeles, my turkey was about 82 pounds. Oh, my God. A freeloading Thanksgiving by Lamont K. Diddy Patterson. Amazing. Absolutely. Well, listen, oh stop talking about me, man. We look, we got a very exciting show lined up for Yeah, we got a lot today. of good questions for this person, man. We got some I, good I questions. I think for every her. every business person.
person, every entrepreneur, every artist, every actor, singer needs to know about this. If they're serious about their career or their business, they need mm-hmm. to actually be on this 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 show. They need to be listening. They need to be dialed in, tuned in, because there's no excuse for them not to get this knowledge. Because we're not even charging them for it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet Yet But anyway Matthew Introduce our guest Sharon are you with us Hello yes I am Hi Sharon uh, This is Sharon Bolt Sharon I would like to introduce you And then Lamont and I have about 100 questions for you And I imagine you'll be able to answer them all <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it Let me just Let me just let everybody listening know who you are This is Sharon Bolt. She's a publicity expert and founder of Get Free Publicity Today. She lives in the UK, United Kingdom, for those of you who are not uh, aware of what UK means. And she has been a business owner and entrepreneur for over 16 years. Her businesses have included complementary therapies and dog training. And during the last 10 years, she's contributed to more than 40 different local and national newspapers, magazines, television, and radio shows. She's received over $2 million in free publicity and free advertising. And she is also the co-author of two highly acclaimed books called Successful Women in Business and Every Entrepreneur's Guide Running Your Own Business. She was featured as a dog training expert in a BBC documentary and as a regular slot on the BBC radio since 2008, where she answers listeners' dog dilemmas. Her focus nowadays is on teaching startups, business owners, and entrepreneurs how to build a brand, increase visibility, and generate sales by cleverly using free publicity. And Sharon has a free report called How to Write an Attention-Grabbing Press Release that Creates Win-Win Situations with the Media that can be downloaded on her website, getfreepublicitytoday.com. And before we finish today, we will give Sharon an opportunity to give you some very specific information about how to get to her website and how to get in touch with her. So, Sharon, thank you so much for joining us. I do not know what time it is where you are. Thank you very much, Matthew. That was a great introduction. It is nearly twenty to eleven here in the in the UK. So, oh my yes. goodness! I hope that's not past your bedtime. <laughs> wow. No, no, stayed up specially to oh. speak to you today. I'm really excited. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, Lamont, well, I got. Lamont, I have a question. I have a question before we get. Yeah, I have a question too before we get started, Sharon. Right. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, Sharon, could you adopt me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, man, you don't know what you just got yourself into. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a lot okay, of free I'm, publicity I'm, is what he needs. Hey, look, I'm good for I'm good for the rest of the show now. She answered my question. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sharon, no problem. Sharon, I'll take I, your I details know. at the end. Sharon, I do not know if, if you did much research on Lamont, but he's got more free publicity than, than probably five people I know. 
He's on the TV all the time. He's in movies. He's all over the place. He was in Lethal Weapon for about 10 seconds about uh, a few weeks ago, and I think he's getting an Emmy coming up for raising his right hand so that people could see him. Uh, So we are very interested in your topic, however, and putting all the humor aside for a moment, I think what Lamont said a moment ago I think is really true, that anybody who – is trying to start a business and or move that business forward really needs publicity. We need to be out in the public. And when you combine the word free with publicity, you have our full attention. So what? where would you like to start on this subject, Sharon? Well, I'd, I'd say, I mean, it is. I totally agree with what both you say. It is a fantastic marketing strategy for anybody and it is there for startups, for business owners, for entrepreneurs, regardless of how long you've been in business, it is there available for, for everybody. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping by the end that when we finish the show, to, uh, our talk today, that, that people will have some, some good understanding of what to do, where to go, where to get started and that type of thing. Well, that's great. So what, what, uh, where would you start if I were starting my business or a business? Where, where would you start in giving me advice about where I can get the best publicity? Hey, yes. Matthew, could I, could I, Matthew yes. could I ask the one before that? Yes, you can. Okay. Sharon, everybody's talking about, I mean, it's, it's, it's I guess, street jargon around everybody i'm working on my brand i'm working on my brand but a lot of people that i hear speak on that especially in the music industry they don't really have a under total understanding what a brand is right so yeah. could, you, could you define that a little bit first before i i just Something about the foundation, because you say, yeah, I'm going to work on my brand, I'm going to build my brand. But then when you ask them, well, what is your brand, then they get this little funny look in their face. Yes, that's true, isn't it? Well, the brand is what you want to be known for. So it could be the way that you do something. It could be could be what you stand out for. It can be certain colors and the way that you make people feel. So, yes, I think it is very important to get clear on what you want your business to be known for so that when you do approach a journalist, they know what, where you come from. So, so, yes, getting very clear and very precise in what you want to be known for, what, what you do differently or what do you offer. Uh, when, if somebody was telling their friends about you, what would they say that you do? So, for example, when I was doing the dog training, I would very much focus on, on training the, the owner rather than the dog. So that was very much what I was known for. It was different. It was quirky. And it was a way that, obviously, people knew it was about dog training, but I was training the dog own, owners first and then the dog. Good point. Good point. Okay, Matthew, you can go now. I forgot what I was going to ask her. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I'm sorry. Um, so my my question is: Let's say we are starting out, or I'm starting out in a business. 
what's what's your advice about where to start with publicity? And and I'm assuming that what you said on brand is uh, before I start looking for publicity, is it wise for me to get really more clear about what I want this brand to be? Yes, because when you do then go into the public eye and start getting featured, that you know you you know then what it is that you want people to be saying about you. Because the great thing with the media, they will be marketing you. So what do you want to be marketed for? So is it is it one thing that I would start with is, and what I ask people to ask themselves, a good question for them to ask themselves is. What's most important for me and my business right now? Is it credibility and brand awareness or sales? Now, obviously, people are going to say, well, I want all of it. I want credibility. I want brand awareness. I want sales. But the thing is, you do need to get clear of what you want. Because, for example, if you wanted credibility and brand awareness, so say you wanted people to really know who you are, then you would go for for the newspapers and the the radio shows and even the TV stations that don't necessarily have your niche market or they'd have some of your niche market, but they wouldn't have all of your niche market. So, for mm-hmm. example, if I'm, if I'm speaking about dog training on radio, uh, BBC Radio, now, as, as you rightly said, I have a regular slot, and I have had since 2008. And what I do is I go down to the studios every month, and I answer the listeners' doggy dilemmas. So the people call in, and they ask me their, some advice about their dog, dog behaviors and what they can do. Now, I'm on for an half an hour on the show. Now, during that time, the audience that are listening, there's going to be a small percentage of those people that will be dog owners. And then a smaller percentage of those people that are actually going to feel that they're going to need any help or advice anyway. So mm-hmm. from, from all of those thousands and thousands of listeners, there is a very small percentage that is my niche market. But for credibility and brand awareness, to be on BBC Radio is huge okay. because people know about that. So they'll say to their friend, well, I heard this person on BBC Radio. Uh, She must be uh, worthwhile or important because she was on 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 that radio station. That's right. So people, if you say that's in your marketing, that opens doors. You know, if you get on one of these shows that are well-known, they may not have your niche market, so you won't get so many sales. But as in credibility and brand awareness, that's going to be really big. So it could be. So when people are asking themselves, you know, what do I want right now? What's the main thing? Do I want this credibility and brand awareness? Or, or do I just really want some money in the bank? Do I, is that what I really want? Because if that's the case, that's when it's going to go, be better to go for something like the podcasts or um, the the blog sites that specifically have a following of your potential customers. So they might not give you the, the brand awareness or the credibility, 
but right now they've got got who you want to get in contact with and in touch with and you'll be putting yourself on the platform in front of these people so these are your potential you know everybody that is potentially listening is going to be a potential customer for you does that make sense mm-hmm. yes it does Yes. So that's the first thing that I get people to ask themselves. What is important to me right now? Now, I do naturally recommend they do do both, but to start with, what is the main thing that they're looking for? Do they want something that is credible, or is it that they just really want to, to reach as many of their target market as possible because you know, they're starting out or or cash flow, something that they need to get get more so in at this time. And so they go after that opposed to the credibility and brand awareness. Now, of course, they will get some aspects of that regardless. But as I explained with the BBC radio, they don't have, they're not full of my market. If I was to go on a, a show that was specifically, say, for dog owners, if I was doing that part of my business, then that would be an ideal show for me. But the mm-hmm. BBC has great credibility. Okay. Lamont, you almost asked a question. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I could hear him. Yeah. I don't know. We talked about how to build your brand, but I guess the title of this show, I guess that was what was jumping out at me, you know, the title which was is How to Be a Brand, Charge Premium Prices and Get Your Ideal Customers Looking for You Cleverly Using Free Publicity. So the charge premium prices, that part is kind of interesting to me as well. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Because it's really down to the benefits that you get by getting free publicity. Because, say, for example, if you place an ad in the newspaper or magazine or on radio or TV, you are then seen as an advertiser who is trying to sell somebody something. But when someone features you, you're seen as someone who is credible and a specialist or an expert in your field. So it's a completely different mindset that people see you as. And if you get into the, the papers and the, the, the radio shows and, and the TV shows, then what happens is it's almost as if that media outlet is endorsing you. That's how it's, how it's perceived. So this in itself, people start listening to you and, and what they do is they, they automatically see you as the credi- credible person, as an expert, and, and that the feature implies that the, that the, the journalist has looked high and low and has got the best person they possibly could to do the feature, and that is you. So people, when, when they sign up for your your, report, your free report or, or come to your website, now they're interested because they're, they're already seeing you as an expert. So mm-hmm. this is why when, when people then ring you, for example, if um, when somebody rings up, when I used to do a lot of dog training consultations, if somebody would ring me up because they've stumbled across my website online, now I charge premium prices. So I would be 
sometimes 10 times more expensive than the regular dog trainer. Now, oh if, I then, <laughs> if I then told the person on the other end who, th- who had seen me just stumbled across my website, my, my prices, they would be a little bit taken back. But when somebody has heard me on the radio or read, me, read about me and my feature in the, the newspaper, had seen me on TV, they already expect me to be expensive because, mm-hmm. because I'm this expert. So there's right. so many benefits, you know, even that like people open your emails when you send out because they think that, you know, you've got something very valuable and something that they, will, that they really want to see. So it is a completely different mindset when you are featured in the, in the media. I had a similar experience, Sharon, not quite the same, but I used to have an office in Hollywood in a high-rise, and when people came to visit, they'd have to pay some ridiculous price to park downstairs in the, in the structure. So when they came up to my office, and my office was, you know, looking at the Hollywood Bowl, they already had the mindset that they had to come there to do business. Yeah. You know, um, yes. they already Perfect. had that, you know. They already yes. had that same mindset that they had to come in there to do real business. They wouldn't have to play because if they were, they wouldn't go pay the parking to begin with. Yes, You set it up perfectly there, didn't you? So the people, you know, even if you say the word Hollywood, you know, people are already have this mindset already, don't they? So I mean, it was it was perfectly set up there. Well done, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're still working at it. So, question, Sharon. If we had a zero to none budget, and we definitely knew that we needed some publicity, I mean, not zero to none, but, you know, a few hundred dollars maybe, whatever, and we know we needed some publicity, what would you suggest a person do? Where would they get started? How would they get started? Well, I think with the podcast shows, like coming on to your your great show here, you know that's a that's a really good opportunity for people, or even some of the the online blog sites is really good. But where I I really suggest people do is is in their local media, because what the the people that wherever you live, like the the local newspapers, they are always looking to feature local people the key word for local media is local so all this means is that you need to live in in somewhere that is connected to where they broadcast or where they their publication area is and then you don't need to come up with something that's earth-shattering or absolutely that no one knows they're just looking that you, you give them something that is interesting or educational or entertaining. But they also do like to feature people doing well. So local people doing well. So, you know, even if you even if you've ha- have a, a personal story where you, you know, an interesting story, the way that you've launched your business, it could be that, you know, did you have to overcome a health issue, health issue or achieve something against the odds that would be informative and educational or fascinating to other people? Something that's relatable or heartwarming, you know, those types of things 
the local media loves things like that or just where you're doing something really good and something different. They're really there, ready to feature you. So is that something, Sharon, that you um, you encourage someone to do in like in a circle around where they are, or like, you know, in the town you're in or the town's next? Because where both Lamont and I live, we live in both sides of the country. I mean, different sides of the country, but we live in very metropolitan areas. So one town is connected to another and there's a lot of people around where we are. So if he goes, for example, to a newspaper, local Hollywood newspaper, or I don't think you live in Hollywood anymore, but we can't say where he lives because you'll get in trouble. But um, that was a joke. Just kidding. Um <laughs> You're the one that can't can't stop telling people where you live, man. And I told you I before, when you're, wit- when you're in the witness protection program, you cannot tell people where you live. <laughs> I know. They keep finding me. I have to keep changing my name. So I, I'm imagining that you would say, if you set, have people set goals for how many of these they get involved with, or what, what's your... What's your step after going for local uh, TV or uh, or um, newspapers? Well, once you've gone and you've you found, uh, what I would personally do is I would buy all the local papers, so that you would you would and and obviously listen to your local radio stations. It obviously needs to be talk stations, not not ones that play continuous mm-hmm. music. Right. And then start to if it's if it's like a, a a newspaper, as long as you can connect yourself in some way to that. Now it could be that you you went to school in that area, or you worked in that area, or you live in that that area. So so you have some local connection, and just read through the types of features that they do what do they like to do what type of stories do they like to run where can you fit in to to them not necessarily mm-hmm. what you want them to to publish but where can you fit in with the type of things that they like to right. to publish and the yeah. local radio stations listen to the different stations and so that you can you can again get a feel for what type of Stories. Do they like people to come on that are uh, have entertaining stories, or do they like people that come in and they they give lots of how to do things and educate their audience? What type of features do they do? And start making a list of the types of things so that when you you pitch or you send a press release, you're ticking their boxes because you've done your research. Mm-hmm. Well, for example, if we were going to um, look for free publicity for our show, this one, uh, Can I Play a Play? And we've been on, Lamont actually started this show, was about nine years ago, Lamont? Correct. So he started about nine years ago, but, uh, you know, there's still a lot of people who don't really know about blog talk radio and, and uh, you know, and all of that. Where would we go to get extra free publicity? I would look at different aspects. Like it could be, like I was saying about the personal story. How did the show come about? What type of things 
what was the what was the focus of the show at the early days? What was the story behind it? Mm-hmm. That's that's the type of thing. What makes it different? What makes it a bit quirky? How does it stand out? So so that type of thing is, you know, look for something that is a bit different or new or the personal story, the personal brand. That type of thing, it, or it could even be, you know, some some case studies where where people have contacted you because you've spoke about a particular topic or had a guest on the show, and people have then come back to you and said, because of what you did and because of what I listened, this is now what's happened. So it could be some case studies, something that is different that would be inspiring or educational or interesting but a personal story usually is is a good way to go around it because i'm just asking you now what was it what was it that made you bring this show to life in the first place actually i that was the beginning of my publishing company um i published uh the first book and uh, we ended up taking chapters out of that book and making the chapters of that book a radio show. We took made it a topic. And uh, I, it was never my intention to even do this. You know, I just started out to publish a book for an associate of mine. And I started this blog talk radio for them, and they just flaked on me one week. And I ended up hosting the show myself, and here I am nine years later. Yeah, so I love that aspect about you took different topics from your your book and integrated it then into the topics of your the radio show. I think that that's book, a, a really the, the, good angle. Yeah the, book, yeah, the book Sharon was actually books based on relationships for. Um, Younger males uh, talking about the do's and don'ts and what we should and should not do in relationships what? based on oh. honesty. It was a self-help book, but we ended up taking topics um, from that book and turning them into radio shows. So. Right. And then what was the inspirational inspiration behind each topic of the book? I mean, that, that would be perhaps of interest as well about your story. Well, I'm sure it's stuff that all guys pretty much, it's pretty kind of like male children type stuff, but it's stuff the guys all go through growing up trying to, from being a, a young man into a grown man, you know, the trials and tribulations, the different things we deal with dealing with the opposite sex. Yeah, see, that that's just a great way. I mean, to be honest, there's so many shows for women, it, it's, it, the very fact that it is focused on men is actually quite quirky in itself because, as I say, there are a lot of women-type shows, which is fantastic for, for women like myself, but it is really nice also to hear that, that there are shows, you know, specifically focused on helping young male people. So I think your story and the whole thing around the how your show came about also, it would be a great way of getting publicity for your book because people, the the journalists aren't interested in somebody who's written a book, but they want to know 
the how you did it and why you did it and why you came up with it and how it's doing and that type of thing. And I think your story around this is, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I already asked you to adopt me. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Matthew, You see how she hesitated? She got real quiet. (laughs) He will show Uh, up, Sharon. She got got real quiet, Matthew. She hesitated. I don't know if you were listening, Sharon, about what he said about what he did for Thanksgiving. You went around to like 81 different people's houses and just. Mooched off in him all day on Thursday. You know, we had Thanksgiving here on Thursday, so yeah. he, he's he's he got eighty one pounds of turkey he got from other people. That's amazing. Well, well, well come on, April, man. We they they got to give back sometime, Matthew. They just can't keep taking they do. all the time. That, that's right. They, they can't gotta take give all the time. back. They, they have to give at least <laughs> turkey. I think. So I'll share that with some give back. I wanted to say, I wanted to tell Sharon something, Lamont. So in April, Lamont was basically running this show by himself, and he had me on the show talking about my book, about uh, the resurrection of romance. And um, he had me on two weeks in a row, and then he invited me to be co-hosting with him, which we've been doing ever since April, every week. And so we, we have a, we've been developing this, uh, relationship and exploring, you know, how we can work together and interview people and, and look up interesting topics like yours. So we have a we have a very different um, kind of history and background. Which I, and we're on both. We're on. He's on the west coast of the United States, and I'm on the east coast. I'm in Florida. He's in California, someplace. Uh-huh. I don't know where he is. Sometimes he tells people he's from Las Vegas, but I don't think he really is. I, I, I know I know where I'm not in the witness protection program. That's why you're not. So, so I was wondering, you know, that if we were going to, we're going to take what we're doing and and publicize it more. It might make an interesting conversation because, you know, we're both older. We're probably both older than you, and um, we have very different backgrounds. And so um, he actually calls me the conservative one in the group, which is really funny to me. But I like the idea of creating a story is what I'm hearing you say, a story that is of interest to people about, hey, this is an interesting story about how they got into this, what they're doing with it. I'm I'm hearing you say that. Yes. when you said yeah. that you got about 2 million you said it in pounds then when the pound was 1.5 to 2 2 dollars um when you got 2 million dollars worth of free publicity what were you, what happened what did you do how did you make that happen well that was that's really been in the last 10 years with the the mm-hmm. the TV shows that I've been on and the uh-huh. the radio shows if you was to buy and and for on the BBC you cannot buy airtime anyway but if you if you was able to I sat down one day and I tallied up and and it wasn't it wasn't even I didn't even go through all of the the times that I'd been featured or contributed or spoken on either TV or radio or newspapers, 
and I tallied up the different air times and the column spaces in the newspapers, the nationals and that type of thing. And it was way, way over two, $2 million worth of what I would have had to have paid if I'd have advertised. But as I so, said so earlier... So let, let me ask you this question. In terms of a person who has a business and wants to create free publicity, in the course of a week... What percentage of time do you think uh, somebody who's running their own business should give to publicity in terms of their of their work week? What, about what percentage is a good idea? Well, initially, when they're learning what to do, it's going to naturally be a higher percentage. Now, bearing in mind, it is free publicity, so you're not having to spend money. But, yes, as you rightly say, it is going to be time. So initially, it, difficult to say because it all depends what, what stage of the game somebody is. If they're brand new to it, it could probably, you know, this is what I would suggest. If somebody was brand new to getting publicity, I would suggest that they start with the local newspapers. And I would get them to just buy the local newspapers and go through them and see exactly what type of features they have, what type of stories they run, and how I could fit in with that. And then I would, would contact the journalist who wrote that particular piece or or because they do they have on there they either on the website or a lot of the time they they have the name and the email address so you can specifically go to the right journalist okay. you because it's not about just sending out a press release or a pitch you know and just hoping somebody's going to pick it up you need to get very fine tuned to get the right journalist with the right story idea so so that's what I do I would go through the newspaper I would go through as to, and I would write down what what type of thing was there on each page. So whether there there was there a feature, a half a page feature, was there adverts? So you could get some idea of how much space that they have for features and for talking about the local people. And then that's when I'd, I'd find the right journalist and I'd come up with a story idea with the type of things that I knew that they'd like to do. So I, I don't know how long that would take somebody. Probably, I would say maybe a couple of hours a, a week initially. It's not, it's not going to be a huge amount of time because... To say when you that that's literally it. You're looking through the newspaper. You're finding out. You're documenting down what type of things that they like to to feature. You're looking for the right journalist, and you're going to send him a, or her a press release or a pitch. So I would say probably a couple of hours, maybe a bit more. You know, just to get started. Okay, that's that's interesting because. Um, I guess, you know, Blog Talk Radio is all around the world. I mean, it's in, in every country. If you get to the Internet, you can get our show. But we both have local uh, connections, you know, because we both live in certain towns. And I guess what you're saying is to start in where we actually live because then they'll say, well, there's a local person who is on a radio show um, like that. If, yes. if you have if you have a little bit of money, 
Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. It's about the, the article that you said that people can get for free from your site about how to create really great press releases. Now, I, I am not – I do not consider myself an expert in this. I've done some things with press releases over the years in different parts of my business. I've never experienced them as useful, so I'm really interested in – you know, maybe I'm not doing it right, or I'm certain you know a lot more about it than I do, but what? why should we be doing press releases? Well, the good thing with press releases is that journalists like the format, like it's a universal format. So that's what I explain in detail in the report that I've written for people to download for free. And I explain about what they like where, when to put a quote in. The thing with the press release, it's, it's like a, it's a format that is factual. And for a local newspaper, it could, they may, you know, give you a call back and ask a few more details, but it could be run on its own without anything else. So it is informative and factual, and it is it is ready to go for for like a lo- a local newspaper. As I say, sometimes they may may just give you a call. If it was a national uh, newspaper or or radio station or TV, then yes, they would contact you and and then obviously ask more information and give you a mini interview. But the the thing is that. The crucial part is is that it it's done in a specific format because that's what the journalists are trained for. So, so they know how to skim through it in order to see whether this is going to be relevant or not for their okay. audience and whether to contact you back further from that. So that's why it's really important to get it just right. So you're say, you're say, you're telling me that putting some energy on some regular basis into a constructed press release is probably going to create some business or some uh, some publicity for me. It's a, it's a start in the right direction because, yes, you'd still need to come up with attention-grabbing headlines and also a story idea that's going to be relevant. This is a key thing. It has to be relevant to their that journalist and their audience. So this is why the research is really important that you get the right person at the right time with your right story. Now, when you then mm-hmm. write, put that in a press release, that's when it's effective. It's that when okay. we write a press release that's, that's not quite formatted right and sent to people, journalists, that it, it's just irrelevant to. That's the biggest thing. When I, I mean, I've spoken to so many journalists over the years, and that's one of the biggest bugbears for them is the fact that the biggest pet hate is the fact that they are sent so many press releases and pitches that is that's nothing to do with them. It's not relevant to them or their right. their market or audience. Okay. But so some research also, about who's the right person who who works in that area. So if you're writing something has to do with entertainment, you want an entertainment journalist for example, or if you're writing about restaurants or food, you want to go to that person. Or politics would be somebody writes about that. Yeah, so they they will have their sections or beats, as they sometimes call them, 
So, so yes, you want the specific either if it's a newspaper, you want the editor or the reporter from from that particular section. So even if it's like a a newspaper. Um, if, for example, you were doing something to do, say you was a fitness instructor, then you need to go to either their their health and fitness section if they have it, and mm-hmm. then go to the specific editor or reporter on that section. Because if you just sent it to that newspaper in general, then again, it's just not going to be picked up. So this right. is why it's really important to to just really find out who is the specific person that this is going to be potentially interesting to. Is there a certain amount of words that you recommend people write these articles, the press releases? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't really hear that. Are there is there a certain amount of words, like 200, 300, 500 words for a press release that you, it, is part of your format? Yes, it's between 300 and 500, and I know that's obviously, okay. you know, gives a little bit of leeway for people. But if okay. it, it that's that tends to be the word, the format. But again, to be as specific as you can, but it, it, it give as much detail that if it was a local newspaper, they would tend to, you know, they could run with it if they wanted to. But yes, between three to five hundred words is is about okay, right. Okay, that's good to know that. That's good to know that. But another thing to say about this for your show is, is what, and certainly to get national exposure, because I know I've spoke a lot about getting local exposure, but mm-hmm. but I mean it's so nice to get the national exposure because obviously again it's the credibility and the brand awareness which you can then put on for further marketing. But one of the ways to do this is to do what I, what's known as newsjacking. And that is whatever's relevant and current in the news, if you can use that as a hook to hook something onto. So okay. I'll give you an example of what, I'm, what I mean and talk about you know, some, some different professions that how it might work. So I know, obviously, the the world was in was really upset with the whole thing with Brad Pitt and Ange- Angelina Jolie when they split up. Now, obviously, that hit all I mean, in, it, all over the world. So this was really hot news. It was current. It was relevant. So at that time, say somebody was a parenting expert, that's when they could have come up with a story something like how to make sure your child doesn't think a divorce is their fault. So they could have come up with that angle and tried to hook it onto this bigger story about the divorce and the split of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Mm -hmm. But also, if there was a divorce lawyer, they could come up with something like, uh, well, something like seven steps to getting the best settlement from a divorce and still remaining friends. And a marriage or relationship expert could come up with something like five sure signs that your marriage is heading for divorce. So as you can see, this is current. Well, at that time, it's not now. Um, Obviously, there's still people interested, but it's not hot news now. But when it first happened, this is the, the current news. This is where you can really try and hook. So whenever anything is really hot in the news... 
have a look that can you in some way, in some angle, hook on to that mm-hmm. because that's where you will that's that's the, one of the easiest way to get national exposure. So okay. you know it, your book that that you know the the romance book that you had a great great opportunity when somebody uh, a celebrity gets you know gets divorced and it causes a big big upset because you know you can come out with seven tips as to how to stay together or whatever it is that spoke about in your book and you can mm-hmm. you can hook that on very nicely to get lots of media exposure okay good point good got point. a question on another note for you Sharon yeah go for it I hear so many friends with different horror stories about meeting people, publicists, people talking about they can do branding and uh, increase their likes and views in terms of social networking, and they charge them some ridiculous price. And at the end of the day, these people don't know anything much about Facebook more than the individual know themselves. So would you advise a person that's starting out to try to educate themselves first or go try to, you know, find one of these people that say they're experts in doing publicity? I would always recommend that we learn ourselves simply because, as you rightly say, it's it, it can be very hit and miss. And in my experience, no one is more passionate and knows more about your business than you yourself. And the, the thing is, the journalists, they want to speak to you. They, you know, it goes through a third person and then things get mis, mislaid and, and Chinese whispers can happen and it can get taken out of context. So always do it yourself if you possibly can. And it's it's been my experience. I when I first started getting publicity, this was te- ten years ago. What had happened is I'd seen an opportunity on one of the national radio stations here in the UK, and I got myself on the show as a dog training expert. And at the time, it was it was my passion, but I didn't have a business doing that. I'd got two young puppies, and I'd had to get really good really quick at finding a, a really good way to, to so that they, they got on with each other because I'd been told so many horror stories that they would fight and I'd have to get rid of one. And I devised this, this whole technique of how I could keep them together and this is 12, they're 12 now and, and they've always been together. But I saw an opportunity on national radio in order to get a slot as a dog training expert. And I got on the show, and I had a great time, but I had no website. I, had, I, had, uh, I was doing complimentary therapies as a full-time business. I had been working with clients, my, my complimentary therapy clients, who had dogs, and I was having great results with them and great results with my dogs. And I just went for the opportunity because I saw it there, and it was just the best thing. And when I, at the time, I had enrolled the services of a publicity company, and I was doing my own publicity campaigns, and I was getting far better results than they were. And they, I remember when we parted company because the, the boss who spoke to me, 
well, how have you managed to do that? And I explained, and she shouted at me and says, you don't do it like that. And so we parted company, and uh, uh-huh. doing it yourself is always the, the best way. And that's, that's literally what I do is I teach people and empower people to do it themselves so you become your own person and your own publicity expert. Okay. That's powerful. And that's kind of like what's been going on. (laughs) (laughs) What's been going on? Uh, I guess me just uh, turning into my own uh, publicist, you know, self-promoting myself, Mm -hmm. the company. Because every day um, we do have a team of people that, you know, does stuff with Instagram, Twitter, and all those social networking stuff. It seems like every day I find myself posting something, saying something myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, you gotta you gotta be responsible for it. I I, I had a book published in two thousand and one, and I hired a reputable publicist that had done something for a really well-known person and it was very expensive and ended up I felt very I, I wish I had talked to Sharon before I hired that person <laughs> and, that, and that's one of the most better. frustrating things there is to find yourself more passionate about your project than someone else even mm-hmm. though they can look you straight in your eyes and tell you oh, it's the greatest thing and I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to do this and do that but then it's not so much what they say. At the end of the day, when you watch the time that they put into it or their focus, or even when they tell you that they've done something or going to do something, and you ask them, well, well, did you do it? And then, you know, they give you some excuse. I mean, I don't even know why people even do that. Just don't even take the job if they're not serious about it. Yeah. yeah well, I and, think it is I important. Found- I, I found that I I was just a, a number. So, you know, they weren't focused and, and, and passionate and enthusiastic about me and my business. And that's when I thought, well, I'm just going to carry on and, and go for, for these different things. And, and yet I was, I was getting success after success. And, and I thought, you know what? Uh, it's time for me to to do it myself, and I, I cancelled my contract with them, and that was ten years ago, and I've never looked back. Well, good for you. Good for you. And I think that's what I'm feeling too, right about now, because every now and then I get frustrated, and I start feeling like my career is kind of standing still, and I start running in place, and then when I start thinking like, you know what, I'm gonna stop depending on people to do this and do that, and I'm gonna just start doing more stuff myself. I think at the end of the day, I feel better, and actually, I see more progress that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's great to be empowered to do it for ourselves. I think, and in our own business, and and you know, to 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 get ourselves on TV, or and I know TV is not for everybody. You know, there are some people that that. Or just feel horrified, you know. If we're quite introverted, people don't want to be like on me. TV. Like <laughs> me, I'm scared to death. Right. However, this is this is what I say to people that that have that fear about being on TV. I've been on TV 
a number of times. And it is a mind thing because when you go on TV, you'll be on one of the, the morning shows, the breakfast shows or something like that. They're the people that have guests like ourselves. And literally what you do is you, you go on and you sit on a sofa usually or a chair, nice comfortable chair, and you've got one or two presenters. Now, if you can forget anybody else, that is listening or watching or whatever, and you just act, and this is what I do when I'm interviewed, and I've been, obviously, with millions and millions of people have been watching or listening on the national radios, and I don't go there in my mind. I never consider how many people are watching, and I, in my mind I'm talking to them as if I'm talking in my front room. And the cameras are, are way back. They're not in your face. So it's, it, that's literally what being interviewed on TV is like or being interviewed on the national radios. It's sitting in the room with one or two presenters who ask you questions, having a chat, just like we're talking right now. It yeah. is no different. Sharon, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I've just got to ask Lamont a question. Lamont, were you serious when you said you were scared? What was your question again, Matthew? When you said you were scared about being on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even with with the cooking show, Sharon, we have a cooking show in pre-production right now called Cooking With My Homies, which is a celebrity-based cooking show that we're working on. And uh, we're shooting a pilot in six genres. Uh, and basically we're going to have a, the celebrity uh, come in and cook his favorite dish. But I've been elected to be the host of this show, so I've never hosted an entire show, especially cooking. I'm, I'm not a cook. I know the music side. But just the thought of me doing that, you know, kind of got my heart kind of palpitating a little bit. But it's exciting one way, but then there's a little fear there too because yeah. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. So. But a little scary. I, I think you need a coach. I think you need a coach. <laughs> I know a really good one. <laughs> Sharon, we're going to tune Matthew out right now, but we're down to the last couple minutes of the show, and I want to give you this time, Sharon, so you can tell our <laughs> listeners how they can get in contact with you, stay in touch with you, and tune into you and all that good stuff. Well, people can get in contact with me. They can sign up for this free report, How to Write an Attention-Grabbing Press Release. So they can download that for free on my website, which is getfreepublicitytoday.com. And if people have that, that can get people up and running. And what I'm doing in the pipeline is I'm busy working on some publicity courses where I'm going to show people step-by-step exactly what I do, how I do it, how I get on TV, how I get on the big national radio stations, how I got a a slot on BBC Radio Sussex for, for eight years. So I show people exactly how to do it with templates, with step-by-step instructions, and I'm looking to launch that early next year, early 2017. Fantastic, Sharon. We definitely want to thank you for joining us, and we want you to come back and join us in the very, very, very new future. And I know I'm going to see you lots in some, uh, you're a new adoptee. 
we'll just we'll just have to let Matthew know what's going on. <laughs> it's been Sharon, a thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. being with us. And definitely, this show will be available um, worldwide as well in about two minutes. So we're going to make sure everybody that didn't get a chance to hear it today do get a chance to hear it, and um, hopefully we'll be able to do some good and educate themselves, um, help their business become more of a success, and then they'll thank you, Sharon. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. It's been great fun. Thank you, Sharon. On behalf of Canna Play a Play, we want to thank Miss Sharon Bolt. And if you just joined us, uh, this show will be available in the next minute or two. Please come back next week and join uh, Matthew and myself right here on Canna Play a Play. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed, blessed week. <laughs>